and welcome back to Dax's Deviance. In this podcast, we talk about title holders and their experiences within the fetish community and the wider fetish scene. Today, I am joined by a wonderful guest who is someone I've known for a little bit of time now, and we have the same alpha. Today, I am joined by the amazing Puppy Belgium 2022, Pop Aston. Say hello. 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 Well... Technically, you got the same alpha. He's my pup dad, not my alpha. Yeah, but there that's we go. True. <laughs> Somewhere in there. <laughs> Somewhere there. Yeah, around the, around those lines. So, tell me a little bit more about yourself. We know you're Aston, but who is who is Aston? Where does he come from? So, my background into the King Confessors community has been a bit kind of skewed in one way so okay. i kind of started doing stuff and then all of a sudden covid hit and that was fun oh, of course yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly one of those ones and then i was kind of doing little bits of stuff throughout covid with one guy in london which we probably shouldn't have been doing but we did <laughs> uh and a few bits here and there and then what happened was as you can tell from my accent uh, I moved out to Belgium to get some work out there with my university. Um, through my course of that, I then moved out there and suddenly went, fuck it, I'm going to do everything. And a few months later, or well, more than a few, about eight months later, went, oh, fuck it, you know, I'll run for an election. And then <laughs> everything kind of snowballed from that one. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, so the election that you went for was... That just hmm. straight into Pup Belgium? Yes, that was the first ever election I'd done. Um, wow. I was kind of thinking about doing it for a bit of a bit of a laugh, a bit of fun, all this other stuff. was a bit hesitant. And then there was one night, me and some friends, some Pup friends, we were out drinking at one of the bars that we go to in Brussels, which is Pup Friendly. Mm -hmm. And we started talking to this person, who my partner is still good friends with, and he went, oh, you should do it. You'd be really good. And I'd really like to see if you could try it. And I went, ah, do you know what? Fuck it. I'll sign up and we'll see what happens. And what did happen? <laughs> I won, unfortunately. Uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was kind of one of those ones. I went for it and went, do you know what? We'll have a bit of a laugh. You know, I like going up on stage. I'm a musician, a technician. I'm a performer. Yeah. I like doing that sort of stuff. So, you know, I was like, oh, you know, it'll be a good chance. I'll do something fun up on stage and we'll go for it. And then, yes, one thing led to another. And suddenly my name got called. Oh, so what, what kind of emotions were you feeling in that moment when your name got called? Were you kind of surprised, shocked, or were you just, were you expecting so, it secretly? <laughs> with that one, I was, um, it was a bit interesting. I was kind of standing there. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get elected, but I've had good fun. And then it was coming up to the bit of the results. I was standing in there next to everybody, all the contestants, blah, blah. And I looked at, um, I looked at the sash and the hood that was on the stand and really went to myself, fuck it. Do you know what? I really want one of these. I know I'm not going to get this one, but I really want one in general. Maybe I'll try properly or I'll try again somewhere next year and do it. And then... <laughs> Went through, went through. First runner-up was the other, and I was like, "Oh, shit! No, what's happening?" Ah, yeah. And then, yeah, my name got called, and 
For the next few minutes, I couldn't say anything and I was kind of in tears. And there's a great video of me just going, I have no idea what's happening. Uh, As there is with basically every title when you first get these ones, your first one. Um, And yeah, it took me about, it took me a few minutes on stage to recover before I could finally say anything. And it was just kind of a lot of emotions, a lot of happiness, a lot of shock. Uh, And it was seeing all of the people that had made my time or my my moving to Belgium a life in the crowd watching me was the main thing kind of that made it for me having all of them there oh that's really nice it's always nice to have that kind of support network and uh, yeah I'm sure you had a lot of people rooting for you um I've seen you perform myself and you know how to put on a good show um always good fun yeah So what got you into pup play? Was it just something you kind of experimented with before and then got into it? Or was it something that you had kind of decided for a while that you wanted to try it? So something when I was kind of 17, 18, had been looking for lots of different things. I found that and a few other bits online, but I wasn't really sure about different things and I was still discovering. And then kind of having looked at stuff online, one day I kind of went, Oh, fuck it. Do you know what? I'll buy a cheap one of those cheap ones off Amazon. Yep. And yeah, you know the ones. And just go, oh, we'll try it. And as soon as it came and arrived, I was just like, yeah, do you know what? I really like this. I want to know more. I want to do more. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, so I think everyone kind of starts out with the kind of basic hoods. And again, gear is not the most important part here. Um, absolutely not but i definitely think if you are trying to try something new to try you know maybe maybe a cheaper brand um just because you know maybe if you try it and you don't like it then you don't want to have wasted all that money yeah um yeah and i mean when i tried mine as well i got that one and my boyfriend at the time was excuse me he was kind of a little bit kinky but not that much and it Mm. was kind of it was clear or wasn't clear to myself at the time, but looking back at it, it was clear that I wanted to go more and more and more. And with him at that point, it just felt like a little bit of a barrier. So I was kind of taking that step forward. And because it was that open relationship, then started talking to other people and moving into it. And of course, yeah, what you say with gear is it's nothing like that gear is it can help you with the headspace it can help you with other bits but it doesn't make somebody or something like that i mean up until when i did get elected i basically had no gear (laughs) and suddenly i got a nice amount of vouchers um and i went oh we can get some nice stuff now oh very nice yeah and i mean the hood and the sash is it's a great look for you it really really suits you um but if, you know, money, time and resources were no object, what would your dream look be as Aston? That is a good question. Um, to be honest, I've over the last couple of years since I've had the title, I've spent a lot into it. Uh, if I'm looking at, I kind of look at myself at two different things. I look at... Aston, my pup, myself, my more private and intimate one. Mm -hmm. And then there's Aston and the puppy Belgium side. 
the Poppy okay. Belgium side, I have the wonderful metal hood that was given to me, which I absolutely love. I have the sash and all that sort of stuff. Yep. With that sort of side, there isn't much that I would like to improve. I have that unique look. Nobody else in the world has a hood like I have. Yeah. With my own personal side, there's not too much more I'd like to improve. I spent a lot on collars that I really like. For instance, I have a really nice salmon leather one. Oh. Um, I've I've taken the time to kind of choose carefully what I buy for stuff like that. The only thing I think at the moment which I need to then save up and would like to get would be like one of those full body harnesses in oh, latex, yeah. which is like the full straps which cover everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would be really nice eventually. <laughs> yeah, I actually met uh, a pup when I was in Manchester at the weekend who he made his own harness and it's like a, mm. a silicon one. It was really nice. Like it was, it yeah. managed to fit it quite well, but it was still that nice kind of stretchy material. Like obviously, if you pulled it, it, you know, too much force and it would snap. But it was like a quite yeah. a nice soft feel. Um, and yeah, yeah no, I'd was, love to. Once I can eventually get my own place, I'd love to. Then I would start making my own stuff. Oh yeah, but not quite possible at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, what sort of gear would you make for yourself? Like, would you attempt to make something like the the full body leather harness? Yeah, or? I'd make everything like that. Obviously, nice. I'd build up and start small with cuffs and call it, but build up and just make everything because yeah. I know you can do it. It just takes time and practice, and I'd love to be able to do it all in yeah. leather and in latex and just do it because Ooh. I enjoy it. And yeah. then I can make all the all the nice expensive bonded stuff that I want to buy. I could make for myself instead. <laughs> Absolutely, a lot yeah. cheaper. Save some money. No, because I know um, exactly. I know uh, Mr. Leather Europe, our mm. our gorgeous daddy Andy. Um, he makes a lot of leather stuff, and he he sold a lot of leather shorts at Darklands this year, and mm. they were really well made. Yeah. No, he makes really nice stuff. I know quite a few people who make all their own stuff. Less leather, but there's some really good stuff out there from... I would always suggest, having got to the stage I'm at, I would always suggest going to personal or individual buyers or smaller yeah. shops rather than mass brands. Yeah. Just because of the uniqueness of the item, which doesn't necessarily... It can cost less or it can cost the same amount as a mass-produced thing. So, for instance, as I mentioned, the salmon leather collar I have comes from a wonderful shop in Amsterdam called Smart Fetish. Tiny store, but they make the most gorgeous things in the world. And that collar, it cost me 90 euros. Oh. Which is, you know, it's the same amount or maybe slightly less than some of the ones you would pay for at Mr. S. Yeah. And I exactly. love it. And it's so unique. Oh, my my favorite... Um bit of latex is my surf suit and i got that from fetish freaks in london and i mean mm. they they're not a, a big store in any sense of the word it's like it's smaller than my flat and yeah it's it's a small unit but like the stuff they do in there is really really nice and yeah that's my yeah. favorite bit of latex it's so comfortable um yeah and it looks great which is always a bonus <laughs> um accentuates the the buns which you know I can't okay. complain with that. He is perfect, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cannot complain with that. Um, yeah. So what is something you know now about your fetishes that you wish you knew going into it? 
So you say going into it like this, so I'm going to caveat that with, so I'm only 21 turning 22 in 13 days. So I can still claim that. <laughs> um, so going into it, it was kind of with COVID was a long and also very short journey in terms okay. of years, but long journey with how it felt because I was trapped away inside a house. For a couple yeah. Of, uh, you know, as we all were. Mm. So when I first started, I think I kind of was very hesitant and not very sure. And I wish I'd have been a bit more sure. Then once I'd had that time, I kind of just went, fuck it, I'm going to do everything. <laughs> um, which has been my attitude to basically everything in life. Um, yeah. You know, jump, jump and see what happens. And from then, to be honest, hasn't been much that I have regretted at all. Everything pretty much that I've done has been a good experience or at least an experience I've been able to learn from. Okay. There have been a few ones where it's been interesting and i've taken a step back and gone probably not the right thing but i'm glad at the end of the day where i've tried things and then gone back a few years later or something else with a bit more maturity and a bit more wisdom i mean that's pretty good but have you found anything that you know you thought was going to be good and actually wasn't or have you kind of just generalized i mean i tried sounding i didn't really like that oh man that's one of my favorites as well <laughs> uh, i actually i actually really enjoy it it's, it's something i do enjoy um but yeah i feel like sounding's one of these ones that is like marmite um which don't use marmite as lube don't recommend um but yeah you either love it or you hate it i don't think i've ever met someone that's like ah sounding's okay it's yeah yeah it's just like yeah it's not for me but it's, i'm glad i tried it yeah, like that's the thing yeah. is that you have to kind of try everything to and say you know yeah. you like something or you don't yeah. like it. Um, yeah. Unless it kind of comes to your sexual preferences, because I, I'm pretty sure you you know who you like. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. But some people you never know surprise you. True. Yeah, I was at um, the Boots. It was last Antwerp Pride, and I remember I was sitting there not expecting that much that it was like the last night of Antwerp Pride I wasn't really expecting much to happen and blah 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 and then ran into somebody and now they're a great mate of mine and they're really nice and have one of the thickest cocks I've ever seen <laughs> uh, you know you never know yeah. who's gonna suddenly randomly show up and all these other things when it comes to preference and yeah so that's another thing to keep open as well because oh, no. personality can change everything as well from how you look at people yeah no I did meet a handler at the weekend and yeah she was she was definitely different um she even tried on the Dax hood, uh, so she became Dax for a little moment, um, which she said she hadn't you let tried before. Try on your hood? I did let someone try on my hood. I know. Um, <laughs> I can't. It's too personal for me. Both of my hoods. <laughs> yeah. Um, I let somebody hold the metal one, but they can't put that one on. Oh, uh, see, Nubi let me wear his, and I really like Nubi's. You can't really see. You have no peripheral vision, but Nubi's hood is very, very cool. I really yeah. like his. But um, yeah. I think his was a custom make, wasn't it? Which the full like Anubis one? Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> yeah, his... the big full one with everything was made yep. by um. Fuck, what's his name? It's coming in my head now. Um. Oh, from the boots, the pony player. Um, 
Pony player. Oh, I think I know who you're on about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What I mean, yeah. Um, and his name just got out of my head. That's really annoying. He's taking over the boots. Um, fuck. Yes. Anyway, it yeah. was a custom made. That one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that that one is yes. awesome. Um, I really, really like that. I I do want to get a custom hood made, but I know it's going to be one of these kind of pricey things. Um, yeah. But something for the future. Um, I think the good thing is. So obviously, you know, a lot of people have the custom Mr. S, but mm. then you can go in and make custom. I, I've seen, there's one hood I've seen a couple of times, and I think it's owned by a German person, and it was made when I asked him in somewhere like Austria or something like this. Oh. And it's a gorgeous leather one, which then it's like, so it's black leather, gorgeous, like um, some kind of hunting type one, and then it has like white latex bits on it, and it's just oh. gorgeous like that. But like obviously it costs a lot, but it's that personal connection to it, which is what just makes it worth it. Yeah. And what makes, you know, I put on my, mine is a Mr. S one, but I love it. And it makes me, it is Aston. That is, that is the hood. Yeah. And, you know, if it was a generic one, you can still get to that mindset. As we said, gear is not everything, but it's once you can have that, those more custom things, it really internalizes things for you and can yeah. really help on that personal scale of finding who you want to be within your fetish side. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Dax actually had an accidental head switch at work the other day. And oh God, it was, uh, yeah. it was a fun <laughs> one. Um, so yeah, I, I had been, I'd been at work um, this was what day would that have been? This would have been Monday. Um, so you know, kind of tired. Um, I'd been, I drove down to Manchester and back in the same day on the Saturday. So I was, I was exhausted from you know driving four hundred and thirty miles. I've never driven that far before. So yeah, I probably pushed yeah. myself a little bit too far. And um, one of my close uh, close colleagues, Caitlin, who she listens to the podcast, um, fantastic girl. She's very open minded. Um, she was walking back to her desk because our desks are right behind each other um, and she said hey to me and I just instinctively turned around did a little wag and went arf and she just looked at me and went <laughs> what and I was like I am so sorry didn't mean that <laughs> it's just a sort of moment yeah. Um, but yeah she fully understood she was like you're too tired I'm like yeah I'm way too tired um I mean, have you ever had kind of a, an accidental head switch before? Or I feel like you're more sane than I am. Um, not really, because I think with a lot of the stuff I do, I'm also, I'm ge generally, I've had a few slip up, but I'm generally oh, okay. <laughs> very careful with like where I am and what I'm doing where I am. Right. I mean, yeah, mm. that's fair. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you, you aren't as as much of a dumb puppy as I am. <laughs> I still can't believe it. I nearly did it a second time, but I managed to kind of catch myself and be like, what, don't, um, because that would have been to other colleagues. <laughs> yeah. I've had a few ones where I've thought that I've been walking around campus and I thought I've heard somebody, I, I've heard something say something like acid or something 
near Aston or whatever and have turned around and went, nope, that's the wrong place. And like, not suddenly, <laughs> but you know, you just hear that name. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm so used to both names that when you hear the other one, it's just like, yeah. oh yeah, no, wait, no, yeah, not actually doing to me this time. <laughs> God. No, we recently had a new guy start and he has the same name as me. Um, so it's been really annoying to the point where I'm like, I could just ask people to call me Dex. Um, because yeah. that way, you know, I'm I'm going to know who they're talking to. Um, which I thought would have been a good idea until I really thought about it. And I was like, hmm, they're going to ask gonna why. Ask why. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, one of my supervisors does know about the podcast. I'm not really sure if she listens to it, but she definitely knows about it. Mm. And um, I do I mean, have... so with these things, just to kind of round it with different people have different aspects and oh, different yeah. people choose to share different elements of their lives with everybody yeah i think as pups we're in a unique situation unlike leathers unlike rubbers unlike all these other people as we can hide our faces rather leathers or bears can't necessarily yeah. as much and as pups we get this option and that also means that you get to sh choose more what you share with the world in terms of your private and your public life Yes. I think there are some pups who will, there are quite a few pups who share everything. I know obviously, you know, we both know Flash. He shares everything with all of his colleagues, oh, with yeah, everybody like yeah. that. Different people choose different elements. One of my betas, his mum knows everything, but his dad knows nothing. Everybody has their own situations. Yeah. And we're in a fortunate situation being pups that we can hide ourselves in a way behind the hood if we choose to. Yeah. You know, I've done interviews where I have had the mask up. I've done interviews where I've had the mask down. For me, it completely depends on the situation. And that, for me, is something where my uni friends know, my home friends know, but anybody at work does not know because of the type of work I'm involved in. Yeah, that's And because fair. everybody has their own balance to make of what they might want to show or not show. Yeah. No, and that's completely, something, that's completely fair, yeah. Yeah, and it has um, to be respected and thought about for each individual person and pup. Yeah. No, I think it's a very personal thing, um, kind of sharing your almost alter ego, I would say, because a lot of, like, I know a lot of um, pups that they kind of see their, their pup as their, their other side, almost. Um and you know, sharing that with people, it, it can be quite an intimate thing. Um, I'm quite open and honest about Dax. Um, Dax is very much a part of me, and people that know me well know about Dax. I mean, my my family all know about Dax because I was very excited uh, during the puppy walk where you can see me in the news article they done uh, walking in the background when they were interviewing one of the yeah. pups. Um, and I sent a screenshot of it to my, my family group chat and I was like, look, it, like I'm on TV. And they were all just like, okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, thanks. You know, you know, my, my two minutes of fame and you're just like, yeah, all right, cool. Um, I'm sure they wish I had, you know, won a sports award or something, but you know, I appeared on TV for all of about 10 seconds as a pup. There you go. Good enough for me. Um, yeah. So just to try and, you know, get back on track, because as you know me, I'm terrible for going off on tangents. Um, it's the Scottish in me. 
can you tell me a little bit more about what your title means for you? So, just say so. I've got the I got the Puppy Belgium title, and yep. that was when I got that. Um, I was thrown into the deep end because a week and a half later was Darklands, and I yeah. then found out at that point I was the not anymore, but at that point I was the youngest title holder in the world. Oh wow, that's quite yeah. <laughs> quite a thing. Yeah, yeah, the young not the youngest ever elected, but the youngest serving at the time. Okay, um, yeah, and that added a new weight. The weight of it, kind of for me, was. It hit at Darklands just afterwards, after the puppy walk last year, um, as you mentioned, happened this year. Mm. Because suddenly we had all these articles in the press going about monkeypox and blaming yeah. Darklands and yeah. blaming this. And the issue that we had was all the press were using pup photos. Of course. Yeah, because of course there are no actual faces, nobody can... But I had people going, this is my hood, this is my hood, I recognise this. And that was when it hit that the title is... It is fun, it is going to events, it is having a laugh. And at the end of the day, you know, we all like to play dress-up. But it's a job. It's a role to have and it's a responsibility. And for me, it's a responsibility I do take heavily. It can be stressful at times, it can really weigh me down. But I enjoy it because I get to help people. Yeah. And I've had some really tough moments where I've had to deal with some very tricky situations. But I've had some great moments where I've been just completely going, what the hell am I doing with my life? I love how I've got here and I love this. And then recently, obviously, this Darklands this year, I came first runner up at the European election. Yeah. So it was it was quite a spectacle got... to see. <laughs> <laughs> it was great fun. And yeah, obviously Kirk got elected. I love Kirk. They're gonna do he's gonna do he already oh, is and he will do yeah. such an amazing job. Um but now you know I've got this one as well to look at. And I'm already starting to widen my my projects and my views wider than just one country. Because obviously my Belgium title has now been taken over by Marshmallow. Yep. So and we I'm love now looking for what? <laughs> Sorry. We love Marshy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Love him to love him to bits. Absolutely. Um, but then, so now, kind of the way I view my title is: let's now look wider at what I can do with impact and how to help people. Um, so yeah, it's it's all about at the end of the day the good impact that I want to do for our community across Europe. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the the kind of projects that you're working on. I'm quite interested to hear kind of what you've been working on, what you've worked on previously, anything that you've got kind of in the future pipelines. So, um, so I'll start with what I worked on. So during my title year, uh, I spent a lot of time looking at getting new pups into the scene post-COVID who had maybe struggled, been isolated and all these other things. Yep. So I set up the Young Pups Group in Belgium, uh, which has been really big success and has gone really well. And we've brought so many people into the community. I also then, I am cisgendered myself. 
However, people came to me within Belgium and said, we haven't got this chat or this chat or this chat. And one of the ones that came up a lot was a chat for non-cisgendered. So I set that one up, which started as the one size collar. And then once that grew, people then asked me for a bigger one. So I then ended up setting up the European size collar group chat, which is now <laughs> just kept growing everywhere and being really good, um, which Amazing. I love. Yeah. And, you know, I leave everybody to it because I don't fall under that category, but I'm just happy to have been able to help people in that yeah. sense. Provide a platform for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I've done during that entire year, I also set up and ran lots of events across Belgium as well, um, as you do. Um, a very busy pup. Yeah, as always. <laughs> I'm busy in everything, not just being a pup. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And then my first project I've started then since Darklands this year, um, which I'm coming to the end of the first stage at, is being Project Rural. So I've been looking at collecting data at the moment um, on rural outreach within the kink community across Europe and how people feel that could be improved, how they feel at the moment, you know, kind of how far people travel, what the easiest way to travel is, all these different things are across Europe. The next stage is I'm going to take all the data that I've gathered from every country where I've got enough data for each country. We're then going to analyze that data and then feed back to each title holder of that specific country and give them information on how they could improve rural outreach within their community to get more people involved. And then I'm also going to produce a European wide kind of results section as well to then go, this is how we might be able to do something better across Europe to get more people in rural areas involved. I love that. And I mean, you know me, I love statistics and going over data. It is just... I hate it, but I'm going to do it. Oh, I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, one of my favourite subjects at uni was bioinformatics, and that's just a wall of genetic code in front of you. Um Nope. It's just it's just so pretty. <laughs> it is oh, honestly, I love looking at data. Um it's something I've been trying to learn. I've been using um oh what's it called? Skillshare. SPSS. I've oh, been no, using okay. Skillshare to, to kind of hone my skills in infographics and things like that. Um I've even been using it to kind of improve my podcast skills, um yeah. kind of graphic design, things like that. Since, you know, I pay for Adobe anyway, so I'm like, I may as well get use of the entire package since, you know, they charge you an arm and a leg for it. Um, of course. So it's been really fun to, to kind of learn how to do that and oh, making infographics. It's a bit of a ball ache to get things looking pretty, but like the final result is so worth it. Um, so I've got a few... That is a good thing, you know, at least with it being my last year at university, I've still got access to all these things at the oh. moment. Yeah, I mean, if you time it right, if you time it just before you leave uni and have it like refresh a year, um, you'll be able to get like a whole year at student price. Um, well, the good thing is, at least with my my next job lined up in the in the autumn, I'll still get things covered. Oh. So that's nice with <laughs> a nice discount to all the other stuff. Do that. Lucky. Um, <laughs> I was trying to convince IT at my work to give us the Adobe Creative Cloud package, and they basically looked at it and went, "Why?" I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can't really answer that one for you, buddy. Um, I'll just take it that you said no. Um, so that was the end of that. Um, so 
If you had to pick one thing that you've already done, what would you say is the most significant thing you've done in your time as a title holder? Significant in which way? To me or to the community? Um, let's go with for you first and then we can talk about for the community. So trying to think. Um I know I'm throwing the hard questions at you. Yeah, no, no, I'm, no I'm trying, I've got I've got so many good memories. I'm trying to think of like the best one kind of thing. Yeah. I think the one that set it set up my title year in motion and was such a great time was Brussels Pride basically this month last year. Mm-hmm. Where we did the pride, it was really great success and blah, blah blah. And then the thing that made it for myself and for everybody that made that day so special was then afterwards we went to one of our sponsor bars to Castro and I think at the most we had was about almost 40 pups there oh wow just afterwards just chilling having drinks they put out some nibbles for us and just having a lovely time and it was that was one of the first events that I'd organized everything up and to have it as that big a success and have that many people from the community. A lot of people, that one as well, it was their f- first ever time coming out in public as well. Oh. So it was such a nice, special time to have that. And especially have that as like the first big event I'd organize on my own to get everything sorted. That's amazing. And like, was it a, a particularly difficult thing to set up or did you find it kind of with your prior experience of you know the, the stuff that you do was it easier to to kind of it wasn't too up? bad it was more just coordinating with timings and trying to get everybody at the right place at the oh, right time yeah. that sort of stuff i mean we chose castro because it's not on the main it's just off the main gay street in brussels because the okay, main gay yeah. street on pride is completely fucking packed yeah. no no and one's like, getting if i want to get a nice <laughs> pup social going we'll choose somewhere that's just off it and you know what we had our own space we had the terrace on the road we had all this they sat oh, nice. and it was just so nice and actually we're going there again for this year in nice. about 10 days for brussels pride again we're back there oh that's amazing so, yeah. that's so exciting um and then just off the back of that what would you say the most significant thing you've done in your time as a title holder for the community is so I mean, I can't put it down to a single event. I would probably say that the Young Pups group within Belgium has been the biggest thing. And that was my main project to do for my title year as the Belgium title holder. And because it was something that, you know, I had felt and it was something that I knew so many people had experienced. And I wanted to get all these people who were kind of hiding within the shadows out into the community to discover things post COVID because loads and loads of people who turned 18 or had discovered kink and fetish or all these other things whilst being shut at home. And what I wanted to do was introduce all of these people who discovered stuff and wanted to know more, but didn't know how to get out there and to show them what could be out there for them. And I think that's probably the, I hope, at least, I hope that that's the most significant thing that I did during that title year. I mean, you set yourself a goal and you, from the sounds of it, more than achieved it. Um, I think it is pretty important. I mean, in in my own case, with Scotland being 
very hush hush about kink and things like that. It's not something that you see an awful lot of, um, mm. at least not when you go on Grinder and things like that. But then Grinder is never the best. Um, it was. It wasn't really until I learned about Darklands that I started to really discover kinks and fetishes. Um, so I think yeah, it would have been nice to have had kind of that sort of group when I was like 18, 19, somewhere to kind of discover yeah. interests and things like that. So um, what I did as well, just to say, with the young pups, it wasn't just young in age, it was young in finding pup playing yeah, kink. Yeah. So I had people who were 50-whatever, mm-hmm. but they'd only discovered their kink side during COVID. And yeah. so they are just as young and new to it as the 18-year-olds yeah. who have been itching to get off their seats since 16, 17, <laughs> but everybody said no because obviously... You know, we have to be safe. Yes, um, absolutely. And, you know, you had all these other people who were older who was just as young and wanting to go as well yeah. uh, and had had that. But, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And that was why, myself included, I was in that position. I was just, I had the fortunate opportunity to have a voice to set it up. Because you can, and I encourage everybody to do all the work that a title holder does without the title. Just, if you want to do something, do something. The good thing about the title is it gives you a platform and it gives you a bit further reach. But yeah. you do not need a title to do good work for the community. No, absolutely not. Um, so, talking about kind of Aston, what is something that you think makes Aston unique from other pups? <laughs> God. Um, I'm throwing all the hard questions at you. You yeah, thought no, I was going to no, go no, easy I've on had, you. I've had plenty of ones as well. It's like going back into European interview, all these other things like this. <laughs> um, makes me unique. I'm going to say, and it won't mean unique to everybody because I know obviously there are other people, but I'm going to say confidence because I am yeah. somebody that just goes, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. Let's try this. Let's try that. Let's go and talk to this person. Let's go and help that person. Let's go and introduce myself here. Let's go and just do it because why not? So I'm gonna go for gonna go for that. <laughs> yeah, I think from the moment um, I certainly met you, you were very very confident. Um, yeah, someone that you kind of you you walk into the room and you kind of you notice them immediately. Um, <laughs> the life of the party as it were I don't know about that but uh... <laughs> well, yeah um, and kind of off of that uniqueness um, with mm-hmm. you know having all of the confidence are you the sort of person that would you know if you're at an event something like that and you see someone maybe that's a little bit more shy would you try and encourage them to mingle or try new things not necessarily to mingle, like you said, but I will be somebody who will go up and talk to them because if they don't want to mingle and they're not ready to, they won't. But if they can have a conversation one-on-one, it's a start. So often if I see somebody new like that and I know it's a busy event, I'll go up to them, I'll have a short conversation and I'll get chatting to them. And then if it is a particularly busy place and I know I've got some friends that I trust around, I might go, well, why don't you talk to this person? Or why don't you talk to this person? And try and get them slowly integrating into a larger group. 
is my kind of my methodology of doing it. So it's not just talk to one. I'll introduce and then we'll go and then you can introduce to this person and then that person. Yeah. And then you have kind of like a try to do it. A new social circle, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. And what sort of advice would you give to new pups or even new deviants that are kind of looking to explore their their fetishes? I would say hesitantly try everything. And I say try everything because it's amazing and you need to figure out what you like and what you don't like. I say hesitantly because you always need to be careful of your own limits. You need to be aware of who you might be doing things with and the situations you might put yourself in. But So always be safe. But as long as you know you're safe, just go and try something because you never know what you're going to like and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, there's there's so many different kind of kinks and fetishes out there that exploring kind of you need to try a bit of everything really yeah um, absolutely because sometimes it's like you know a combo where there's there's kinks that you can definitely combine in and it's like ayo this is like a super fetish <laughs> yeah well i now have like so i brought a dark lens um some more leather so i've now got a full leather outfit for if i oh, want to do yeah. that i've got a full rubber outfit for that stuff and then i've got you know i love in the summer just doing like an elastic or some kind of body harness and or, and or just a leather harness and being more open with skin and you know yeah as you said it's combining everything you want and just enjoying what you want yeah because i mean it wasn't until darklands this year that um i kind of i started exploring leather last year and pup play the year before and it was only this year that i decided to combine the two and i was like actually <laughs> this is uh this is definitely a vibe that I like. Um, so yeah, Dax is very much leather puppy, um, mm. which I I got name tags for my vest. So now I have like a little Scottish flag with pup Dax beside it. Um, yeah, just so I'm easily identifiable at, at events and things. Um, for anyone that was at um, Kennel Club, um, you might have seen me there. Um, for the people that I met and spoke to, it was lovely to meet you all. It was an absolutely incredible event. Um, I I was actually quite nervous going into it, mainly because I was very tired from driving for four hours straight. Um, because yeah, there was a, a bit of traffic, and maps decided to take me through the the back arse end of nowhere. Um, As they always do. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, so. Yeah, and that was like the first maybe 30-ish miles of the journey. It wasn't even like, you know, I'd got almost there and then it takes me out the wrong way. No, this is just getting out of Scotland. But to be fair, you know, you are coming from Scotland, so you're already in the arse of nowhere. Um. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the thing is, I didn't even realise, like, driving, driving down um, literally 10 miles away from my hometown is just fields and hills like you are literally in the middle of nowhere and i'm like this isn't that far from where i live and there's like there's sheep Nothing. and cows and that's <laughs> all that's here like driving through it i was like if i broke down here like no one's gonna know like what the fuck this is so weird to think that i was so close to home um but yeah by the time i actually got in the motorway was when i was starting to get a little bit sleepy just because yeah 
got onto the M74 and it was like, okay, uh, you're taking the exit for the M61 and 174 miles. I was just like, what? <laughs> I'm on this uh, one no, road yeah. for that Those long? Ones. Like, fuck. So yeah. I was like, okay. Um, so yeah, by the time I got there, I was very tired and I was kind of just sheepishly hanging around Neutron, like, please look after me. Um, but I did perk up. <laughs> I did start socializing and I spoke to a lot of, lot of lovely pups and handlers. Um, mm. And I'm very looking, I'm actually really, really looking forward to going back. Um, because now that I've kind of spoke to a few people, I'll know faces. Um, I'll be able to. Get yeah, I still need to mingle. make it up to Manchester for an event at some point because I haven't oh, got should. up that far yet. Yeah, I know. It's just one of the ones where there's always clashes and all this other stuff. Yeah, um, I know. You know, because uh, I've got. Um, it's not set in stone because I'm still waiting to hear for dates from work, but potentially there's Northern Pride in Newcastle over the summer, but you never know. Okay. Yeah. But. That would be the most northern I've gone for for a fetish event. I have gone past yeah. the M25, I promise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, um yeah, because I'm I'm doing a few events this summer. It's it's gonna be a busy one. Um yeah. but I'm looking forward to it. So I've got yeah. I've got Club Locked, which is when your episode goes out, it'll be this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. the weekend of the episode not this weekend when I'm recording yeah because <laughs> you know I like to be prepared um, I've then got I've got Barcelona Pride um, nice I didn't even realise it was going to be Barcelona Pride that weekend I literally booked my tattoo for my sleeve to get finished oh you're just going for a holiday oh yes. well, yeah I, mean, yes, I was going, okay. I'm going to get my sleeve going finished holiday and, it's like, um, yeah. and like I'd said to so it's the it's a tattoo artist Max Tosin who yeah, I is, know. Yeah. is from <laughs> Cube Tattoo, who works at Darklands. Um, guys are all amazing. Uh, love them all. Um, and I said mid-July, and he was like, okay. And I was like, well, I was thinking about the weekend of the 15th, 16th, 17th. Um, and he was like, yeah, no, we're we're closed that weekend because it's um, Barcelona Pride. I was like, oh. He was like, but if you came, flew over on the Thursday, we could do your session on the Friday. Um, then you'd have the weekend to kind of enjoy and i was like all right we'll Deep do that pride, yeah so yeah i'm very excited it'll be my first time kind of going to a country where i'm staying by myself and no basically no one um yeah yeah i mean so i kick off in 10 days with brussels pride a few yep. weeks later oxford in oh, england geez, yeah then god i can't remember let me get it up um <laughs> Let me let me find my schedule and I can do that one. Um, yeah, so we do that. Then Dublin Pride at the end of June, and then right yeah. at the end of June, beginning of July is Puppy Germany. Oh, then geez. it's London Fetish Week in mid July, uh, starting with London Trans Pride. Then I'm just going over to Vienna for a bit of a holiday, and I'm sure I'll make whatever. Park has in plan. Um, (laughs) Then it's Amsterdam Canal Pride for me. Then it's week after that, it's Antwerp Pride in August. Jeez. Then I've got a couple weeks off then to just have some family (laughs) holiday and a few other bits. Yeah. And then just at the beginning of September is Reading Pride again in the UK. And then I will go from there. But I'm not planning anything else after that. At the moment. Excuse me. At the moment. Well, if you're free at the start of June, um, Kink and I are having their 
first year celebratory um, kind of party almost. Um, so See, that's, that's I've got every single weekend up until the 10th of September is now booked out. Oh, yeah. So, so no, no, no trip to <laughs> Belfast for you. In May. <laughs> There's no trip to Belfast for you. Um, um, no, unfortunately not. No, but I've got Dublin in there, which I'm yeah. really looking forward to because I, I love the Irish community so oh, much. Oh, they're so good. They're such good fun. They, they're the best kind of guests to interview because the tangents you go off on are just absolutely wild. Um, shiny, yeah. shiny was, was um, great. Shiny yeah. and Fonzo were both absolutely great. Um, nice. Shiny gave me uh, the best pickup line that I've ever had that is now on my soundboard on the Discord um, just because it was absolutely hilarious. And yeah, I use it against them. I've just them. been um, editing the podcast with astra and that has been brilliant as well which should well yeah um but that's been so much fun to do because yeah ashley you know what he's like as well and yeah i did get the best the best clip of a leprechaun laugh i can get which i've now taken to sample (laughs) for future recordings of stuff Uh, (laughs) because it's brilliant yeah i mean i had uh kerberos on last week um, which would have oh, been God. Yeah. two weeks ago. Um, that is one of the most unique laughs that I have ever heard. It is yeah. absolutely brilliant. My handler is, husband. Hey. He, yeah, he he sounds like a car engine failing to start. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> he's brilliant though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just kind no, of I'm looking, that'll that. be at Brussels Pride. So I'm looking forward to seeing him there. Yeah. I yeah I'll be in Manchester unfortunately, so I won't be making Brussels Pride sadly. Um, but I will I am going to try and attempt to make it to Antwerp Pride um, yeah. so it just depends on scheduling because I don't know if I think my work should be kind of starting back up then but I don't know if I'm going to be allowed in the facility yet or not it's still waiting on kind of occupational health clearing me um, mm-hmm they have <laughs> they have declared Dax a disabled puppy, um, which Lovely, is yeah. which is great. So I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck do I do now? Um, so yeah, it's you more get a nice blue badge for your car. That's yeah, that's that's in, in the pipe works. So that's gonna be fun. Um, so yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. I suppose no, it's it's not <laughs> ideal. Um, no, but yeah, Dax is still going through kind of a lot of diagnostic work. Um, which is great fun. Um, I'm totally kidding. It's not very fun, but um, yeah, the podcast was kind of started um, because of diagnostic work that was going on um, when I was kind of bored and stuck in the hospital. Um, but it's kind of just kind of blown up from there, um, and it's been such a fun thing to do and something I hope to continue doing. Um, because there's a very special guest um, next week after you, um, in which I will oh, not. I can I guess, will, can't I? I will not share any details. <laughs> I mean, you can try and guess. I, th- I think I know who you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a very special guest on next week. Is he from so. a different continent? Are they? Are they from a different continent? No, no, oh, they're not. No. Okay, not who I was no. thinking of then. We're, I'm guessing you were thinking of David. 
I was thinking of David, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love David. David has agreed to be on the podcast. It's just finding time in his busy schedule and yeah. something to deal with the time difference. Um, because, yeah, that's it would either have to be very late at night for me or very late early in the morning. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's finding that balance. But um, he has agreed to be interviewed and I think he will be one of the first few interviewees of season two um i still need to interview marshy um yeah. i think i actually still have about five interviews lined up that i still need to do and yeah it's one finding finding the time to actually you know oh god sit down and end. chat to people <laughs> and, oh god yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah. always it's just yeah, and I'm like, like yeah, good luck for the summer months. It's not oh, gonna happen. Honestly, yeah. Um <laughs> That's what I thought. It was like it's it's difficult enough now, like dealing with my own schedule and like all my schedule is at the moment is work. Um Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'm interviewing title holders which have their own jobs, like their own jobs and personal lives, and then they also have their title holder duties and all of the events that they and need to they, go to yeah. and all of the stuff that they exactly. need to organize and i'm like how do they have time and, uh, to sit and just chat shit with me for two hours i mean like <laughs> honestly this year i've i'm in my final year of uni i've somehow managed to make it through with title uni and two other jobs I'd like honestly and, i have yeah. no idea how you are still alive like genuinely like at Dartmouth, oh, i was moments. like i was like hey how do you have so much energy to keep doing this and you're just plodding along like yeah it's my life <laughs> there's moments where i do have a collapse but yeah every now and then but most of the time because it's it's fun i mean one of the jobs I do, you know, is is the side of being a reservist and whatever. The other job I do is swim coaching. I do as it's easy work and it's a bit of money that yeah. then finances the pup side of things. So, you know. I mean, that's always the bonus side of things, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just remember, like, all the stuff you were doing at Darklands and, like, Friday I was, I was dying. Oh, God, Darklands was chaos. Oh, <laughs> my God, like... Yeah, I've got that stomach bug, and you're you're still like running about, like yeah, I've got this and that to do, and I'm like, the young ones, how do they have so much energy? Um, It's not even that. I just yeah, each evening I'd get home and collapse and then do it all again. But it was just like yeah, I've just got all these events. We've got to go do this, 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 and this, and we're just gonna do it because let's do it. Yeah, why not? Man, it was yeah, Um, the amount of high energy that you had, and I was just like, I envy you. If my insides were but dying, you know it would be good. <laughs> I love it because, like, it was the ones where you know my my performances at Darklands kicked off on the Thursday night with show tunes. Yeah. And oh, it was so good <sighs> watching you perform. It's just such fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So a lot of these things where I am like I'm running everywhere, but I'm running to perform or to be on stage or to talk to this person or to do a photo shoot for this. And my view on it is, I'm also just lucky so i'm gonna give it what i've got because you know everybody everybody doesn't get asked for a photo shoot i'm fortunate enough that people do want to do them with me you know i'm fortunate enough yeah. that people want me on stage so i'm gonna give a hundred percent because people want me and i enjoy it so, yeah living the know, limelight even when can, it was yeah. exactly and even when it was the friday evening and one of my betas um delius was performing for world fetish show contest you know I love it. He's up there doing this little stuff as well. And 
great. I'm going to give 100% to supporting him. Yeah. So getting him ready to get changed, getting him ready nerds-wise, getting him warmed, you know, it's more stuff to do, but I don't mind because it's helping and because I'm lucky enough to be involved in it all. Yeah. And it's just the outlook you have on it, I think. No, it, yeah, I definitely think kind of having a really positive outlook on it. And I mean, I know how busy you were, but you stayed positive through the whole thing. You didn't let anything bother you. Um, like, yeah, it's, you can tell who's going to do well by those who kind of, how do I say it? The ones that kind of crumble under the pressure of it all. Like, you know, a lot of it is due to how, how ridiculous the, the kind of expectations are. Mm. Um, to kind of organize things and you know be it this be it that pose for this pose for that it is a lot of work but i mean yourself and a lot of the other title holders just absolutely take it in their stride it's like you were yeah, born, I mean, born I think, for it <laughs> <laughs> i think i was lucky so growing up i was fortunate enough um because of my dad's position to go mm -hmm. to a good school and so kind of you know when i was 13 I was doing solos in front of like singing house competitions with solos in front of 1200 people. Oh yeah. And That'll do you it. know, those kind of things where you don't quite realize how big they are at that age instills that confidence younger on that yeah. when it gets to all these things, I don't, you know, I just enjoy, there's nothing that makes me nervous when I was doing my performance mm -hmm. for the European puppy election the only thing I was annoyed at was the time limit because I wanted more time on stage. <laughs> um, <you laughs> that know. does not surprise me. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I, I don't care that I'm in front of, you know, however many hundred or thousand or whatever people that were there watching it from the, yeah. uh, from the benches down below or the alpha deck up above and all. I just like being up there for it. And yeah, that confidence in it to just go, do you know what? I've got these opportunities to do it. I still yeah. remember one of the best nights I had um, as my title thing was back in last September. And I was performing at a drag bar in Brussels. Oh. <laughs> doing some pop stuff with a drag queen and whatever. And we did, um, one of the songs we did was, um, it's an old song from the 60s and whatever. And it was used in Cruella. Um, it's like um, Catch the Bone or something like that. Or one of the Catch the Dog or whatever. One of those type of ones. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it was great fun doing that on stage. I absolutely loved it. And it was brilliant. Over before, you know, it, kind of one of those kinds of things. And then afterwards, I was just chilling, you know, and did a few other bits and just chilling upstairs with drag queens and like the pro. I was just like, I love this. This is brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. I did then get in slight trouble a couple of weeks later when they suddenly realized that I was wearing a jock strap and say, so, and some very see through shorts. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> It's fine, but for a normal drag bar rather than a fetish-specific one, it was a bit, maybe a bit too much. So next time I go and perform, it's uh, no jock strap, but nice underwear. Um, I mean, the audience wanted a nice view, and yeah. if they get if they get something peachy, then mm, exactly, <laughs> I think that improves it. But you know, that's just me. Um, no, I definitely think. Um, the confidence level of of title holders has to be kind of really out there um and it is something that i've i've seen kind of not only at the european elections but kind of just talking to you know past and present title holders they all kind of they all kind of just push out this this mass confidence aura um 
and it's it's something you feel very relaxed in. Um, yeah. Like I, I know some. But I think that's a good thing because it's. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's an amazing want, thing. You want people to feel, as you said, confident yeah. and relaxed because. At the same time, whilst I'll happily go up and do an interview on TV, I'll be in front of how many hundreds or thousands of people and talk about yeah. this. You also have to be able to be confident and um, open enough to have the hard individual conversations with people. I've had a lot of people come to me with a lot of different issues. I've dealt with a lot of different issues, which at this stage in my life, I did not think I would have to be talking about. No. But you have to be able to have the confidence to talk about them. Also have the confidence to say, look, I don't know how to help you, but thank you for telling me these are the right people to talk to you. Um, and you have to have that confidence to be able to have a random person come up to you and go, I'm having this problem, that problem, this problem, and I don't know what to do with my life. Help me. And I don't even know you. Because that yeah. does happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I know I've spoke to a couple other guys on the podcast so far and they've, they've said similar things that, yeah, there's there's people that genuinely just need someone to talk to. Um, Kerberos was telling me about the, the project he's working on about um, providing people with the the accessibility to yeah. to mental health resources, which is, I think, it's an absolutely incredible project he's working on. Um, and yeah, I think it is really important to be that kind of face almost for that, you know, little corner of the community so that people that are maybe struggling or, you know, or maybe new and you know, not really sure have that person to go to for advice and help and whatever it may be. Um, and as you said, even if you can't, you know, help them then and there, you can at least point them in the right direction of someone that maybe can. Yeah. 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 And I've had some, some kind of extremely difficult situations at a couple of points over the year. And I've had to go and look, I want to help you, but this is beyond my expertise if i try and say anything it's not safe for you it's not safe for me these yeah. are the people you need to go and talk to yeah and i think that is the kind of the red tape almost as you can help to a point um mm. but after that you can only kind of advise more professional um or experienced yeah. kind of help yeah. there um i don't envy you i know it's a, a tough job a tough gig doing that kind of side of things um i mean i think but the, it's also it's rewarding as well because, oh yeah definitely i can you know, definitely you see do that get from, the side where you get to do big projects yeah but at the end of the day the way i look at life is even if you've made one person's life a bit better you've done something well so when i can help people individually yeah. that's the real stuff that counts because you never know how that's going to affect them down the line you never know where they're at at that point in life <laughs> And if you can just help them a little bit, it will go a long way. Oh, I 100% agree with you there. Yeah. Because that, that was kind of one of the things for me at Darklands is this year, with um, with my health still not being 100%, I didn't really go as like a, a sexual thing. It was more just a social thing for me this year. Obviously, I did the horse fair because it's me. Um, but mainly just kind of talking to people and interacting. I think 
the horse fair would have been the only times I visited the dark rooms. Um, I just, yeah, didn't go to them. It was walking around, talking to people, having a bit of a dance, having a little bit of a drinky poo. Um, I've never said that in my life. I don't know. I just said it. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> and I'm just going to have a bath with a toaster now. Um, no, but in all seriousness, it was really nice just kind of talking and getting to know people um, and kind of having that social aspect. Um, and yeah, just kind of forming new connections. Um, I spoke to a lot of Darklands newbies. Um mm. And a lot of them said the same thing, like it wasn't what they expected and, you know, but... It never is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, I say this to everyone, don't go to Darklands with any kind of expectations because it's it, it's never what you expect. Um, Everybody's known... Darklands is what they want to, like you said, yeah. you know, you can make it really sexual and you can spend your whole time in a dark oh, room yeah. with your face on the floor and the ass in the air, if that's for you. Exactly. It. Yeah. Um, or you can spend zero time in a dark room and just have the social aspect. And if that's you, do it. Or you can be somewhere in between. It really, it really has changed over the years, and it really is just you make. There's so much. There's so much on offer. Some would say there's too much, yeah. but there's so much on offer. You make what you want to make of it. And for people that are thinking about going to dark lands, um, make sure you hide. <laughs> Hide your credit cards, hide your debit card. Don't bring any money because the market will absolutely drain all of your finances. Um, this year, I was like, I'm not going to spend oh, any money. The drinks. <laughs> yes. Oh the my drinks God. Play. Oh God. I had nine yeah. tokens left over. I was getting my vest ready um, for going down to Manchester and I was like checking the pockets in that. I opened the pocket and out come nine tokens and I was like, shit. That's like a grand worth. Like it's not quite a grand, there, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like 30, <laughs> 30 quid worth of drinks. It's like, yeah, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I honestly yeah, think I we should have made it like the. You know how you get like, I don't know how it was at your school. I went to a really shitty community high school um, where they gave you like this really shitty plastic card that you would load money onto. And then the dinner ladies would like give it a little swipe. It wasn't even like a, a tappy card. It was a swipey card. Um, and that's how you paid for your lunches. I was like, I'd rather have yeah. that where I could like top it up remotely and then just carry it over to the next year. Yeah. But they're like, no. yeah, well, you can never carry them over to the next year. But yeah, no. I know what you mean. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's annoying <laughs> that you can't do that. Um, it's not like you change yeah. the prices or anything. Um, no. But yeah, I sometimes wonder why Darklands hasn't you know spoke to me about the podcast and then i realized that half the time i'm talking about dark lands i'm like there is this problem and this problem um so i don't think they're really gonna want to be when they're like yeah, yeah we don't we don't want to hear that we want to hear about the good stuff um overall very good festival though um it is a great place to kind of socialize meet new people and make new um I was going to say make yeah, new content. And like you could make content if you wished. Um, um, was, yeah. Whoops. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no. It is a great play, and it's also great because you, like you say, you're meeting new friends. But yeah. it's not just meeting new friends from one. There are people there from all over the world. People come from Australia. They come from yeah. the states. I met two people who came from Brazil. Um, people come from absolutely fucking everywhere to go to Darklands, which is amazing. You know, the contacts yeah. I've got all over the world that it I can is... reach out to for help, for fun, for chats, for whatever. Yeah, it's such I a global event that now. so much. 
And yeah. yeah, getting getting to see David is always my favorite part, um, just because he's so far away. Um, David is such a sweetheart. Um, yeah. I am and looking forward to interviewing see- him. <laughs> getting to see like case for me who lives in LA and we just get on so well I love him so much and I yeah. only get to see him once or twice a year and one of those times is always at Darklands and yeah. it's just it's just so nice I think it's it's, it's really strange because of all the places I would have expected an international event to be I Belgium would not have been my first guess I would have said like Germany or you know Spain or dare I say it London um I wouldn't have expected uh, a, a city in in Belgium but it's it's actually one of my favorite it cities works. to visit now like Antwerp is such a gorgeous city um Antwerp is probably my favorite city in the world at the moment oh yeah I would I would have to agree yeah. with you there it is like They've got the architecture, the mix between the new and the 16th century (laughs) uh, Flemish architecture. I know the train station is absolutely gorgeous. They've got the Mass Museum, which is one of my favorite buildings in the whole world, just because of it's a block that has a spiral on it. It's just pretty. Um, Just the people are lovely as well. I always want to do a gig in the train station. It'd be great. I I know they do do gigs in like the entrance in the atrium. I'd really want to do like a full gig. And like, I have this plan. Like, I don't know if anybody's like people who have been to Darkens and, you know, arrive on the train. I had this plan where you could do like the main vocals and percussion and stuff up on like the first bit or on the first level of platforms and you could stick yeah. like brass up the top, choir the, and it would just be like be <laughs> yeah, a acoustics. fucking nightmare to record and like to um for a conductor, but it would just sound like the most amazing oh, pop incredible. piece you could yeah. ever get like that. I just love to do it. Oh. Uh, but unfortunately that's a lot of time and a lot of money that at this oh, point yeah. I don't have. Uh, but if somebody wants to do that and they want me to record it they can yeah i'll do that <laughs> yeah um, absolutely um no because i know that um, come in as your sound engineer <laughs> a lot of scottish train stations now have a, a piano where they invite people to just you know randomly play it's just mm-hmm. kind of set up for you to go ahead and use yeah um i think if they'd done that in antwerp station it would be well used by visitors at darklands because a lot of them are quite creative um mm. And that's the best thing about Darklands is that there is so many people from different backgrounds and professions and things like that. Um, God, there's everybody. You can get the best job in the world from somebody you meet at Darklands whilst you're fisting them. And that will happen. Not even uh. that. It makes it makes travel plans so much easier because the amount of people that you meet and you're like, well, yeah. oh, if I was wanting to visit there and like, oh my God, just come and stay with me. And you're like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. They're like, just, yeah. just fly over, stay with to... me. And it's like, what? This summer, I'm going to seven different countries across Europe. I'm only paying for one hostel. Oh my god! That's it. See, it's like and that's, <laughs> that's the wondrous thing of it all. It is. It's so yeah. good. Um, yeah, the amount of people that I invited to stay with me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not that far from Edinburgh. Like, it's it's a short drive. It's it's a nice little flat. You have to deal with a cat, but I mean, she's cool. She's harmless enough. She mainly just tries to pap your toes. Um, yes, I am talking about you. She knows. She's looking at me like, yes, say something. Um, She's a gremlin, but but we love her. Um, and it, it, I am living proof that pups and cats can get on. <laughs> um, so is there anything that you would consider kind of a hot tip? Um, any kind of advice that you would give to someone that's maybe been 
into like pup play or any other fetishes for a while that you would recommend as a a hot tip it's the same thing just don't stop trying stuff there's always new stuff to discover and new people new places don't stop trying things don't stop exploring i think that's a pretty good hot tip um simple <laughs> yeah it's like maybe you just haven't found the right set of sounds yet you just never know <laughs> True. yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> yep. maybe you just need to try the silicon ones the the metal ones can be quite quite rigid and not enjoyable the silicon ones are a little bit more flexible um i could talk about hours for this so i'm not gonna not gonna, not yeah. gonna do that um so tell me a little bit more about you as a pup is it more of a sexual thing is it more of a social thing is it in the middle um it's yeah it for me it kind of ebbs and flows there'll be a couple of months where i'll be more sexual with it all there'll be a couple months where i'll be a lot more social with it all and there'll be a month or so where i'm not feeling any side of pup specific thing but i'll still do the work for stuff it's it's an ever-changing thing of where I lie on the spectrum of sexual to social. Yeah. Um, the summer months are usually more social because we go to all these events yep. and stuff like that. The winter months are usually slightly more sexual, but you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, so. you've got to keep warm one way or another, so... Exactly. <laughs> another body helps. <laughs> and, like, how how many events would you ebb to guess that you've been to? Oh God, uh, <laughs> that is a good question. I mean, when I calculated it for Darklands, I'd done somewhere between fifteen and twenty. So okay. then we've had on a couple since then, but then I don't count things that counts as only like prides and festivals. I don't count things like collared or my oh, okay. own like yeah. drinks meetups. So if I yeah. had those in there somewhere, we'd be getting up to a hundred probably something like that's that or at least by the end number. of the summer at least a yeah. hundred um Jeez. just because you know i will pop along to the rubber drinks that are happening here or the leather night that's there as well yeah without me being the organizer um jeez like i'm trying to think i've done three dark lands i've been to hard on in london once I've done a I've done a bunch of the boots nights, but that's mainly because of mm. dark lands and things like that. Um, yeah, rather yeah, that, I'll just yeah. go to the boots because I'm there, and let's go to the boots. Why not? Yeah, but, but then you know, to be I don't fair, kind of count that as as an event. But there, yeah, there, it's just me going out and being social. There is hardly any events up here, um, which kind of sucks. It's something I'm kind of trying to look to change. But yeah, it is just. <laughs> this country unfortunately um it's something i'm going to be working on um kind of once i can dedicate more time and resources to it um which at the moment is a little bit difficult since i'm kind of throwing all of my resources into this um but this is something that i'm absolutely loving doing at the moment um mainly because it's it's really entertaining to do um and it's kind of a big learning curve at the same time. Um, mm. Especially the graphics side of thing has been really fun. Um, 
thrown everything together like the the new background of all the posters and that um a lot of it was painstakingly hand-drawn for two hours um and it was yeah the adhd brain just kicked in and that was me amused for two hours um until Fair enough it was yeah. finally done and i zoomed out and i was just like oh my god it's art <laughs> um it was like the thing that I've been most proud of is just kind of the artwork. Um, it's now my, I made a wallpaper. If anybody wants a wallpaper, reach out. I'll, I'll send it to you because it's it's very pretty. Um, it's there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so nice. Um, yeah, the kind of, it's kind of got the, oh, what's his name? Um, you know, the, the English artist who he like bought a mansion and doodled on everything. Uh, I don't know the off the top of my head now. I can't remember his name, but like he does like little. It's all just kind of like line work. Um, but it's basically like that. Just a lot of of lines and squiggles and zigzags and yeah. Mm. But it was such a fun project to do. Um. So just kind of talking about the other half of Aston. Um. The, the human side as it were um yeah what sort of thing is it you've said about kind of the sound engineering um and your lifeguarding and in the reserves what sort of hobbies do you have that isn't work or <laughs> art the events that you do <laughs> i'm a sound engineer so i do lots of stuff with recording and everything like that i'm finishing my degree in that and you know that's how i ended up moving to belgium in the first place was through that um i do my sport is swimming is water polo mainly and a bit of swimming still and then i coach swimming as well just for a bit of money and then i am a reservist and heading regular um from september and yeah between those and kink that is my life basically and <laughs> no time those, for anything else <laughs> but all of those things that i do i love so yeah, i don't need no. another hobby because those are my hobbies and yeah. i love them you know so that that is that's it because i don't need anything else no and are you going to be one of the only guests that knows their personality type what do you like out of, the six, out of the 16 subtypes so i personally am oh an enfp um do you happen to know yours <laughs> nope, nope. I'm out. it's yeah. absolutely fine <laughs> nobody's known it so far it's yeah it's one of these really niche questions that i've been asking um and i know the first person that actually answers it um is going to be very funny because I'm, I'm not going to know what to say um originally i'd like i'd made a little list of like oh your personality types this like it's kind of like you know those horoscope girls that's like oh my god you're yeah. such a virgo and you're just like oh haha jokes on you i'm actually a taurus um but yeah i've, I've lost that since then because yeah um I, yeah. Now I now have a file management system i didn't to begin with um like most things in my life just chaotic um and talking about chaos what is your favorite food <laughs> okay um i'm gonna go for a good um steak frite oh with a peppercorn oh, sauce and there oh, we go i do love a good peppercorn sauce to be fair it's like do you know what would make it even better though if you had some haggis bonbons on the side mm. 
I'm okay, thanks. But there oh we go. Oh my god, you're not a fan of I'm haggis. I'm not a big fan of haggis. No, oh, I sorry. love haggis. Haggis is delicious. Um, yeah, it's it's something that I do enjoy as just a, a little snack. Um, little haggis bonbons. Um, no, I would say like my favorite food is probably burritos. Um, I'm a big burrito fan. Um, I actually recently got Neutron to get the. You know the pulled beef burritos out of Costco? Yeah. I got him to try them and yeah, he's he's been loving them because they're they're really good. Uh you can just wrap them in tinfoil, whap them in the freezer, take them out, pop it in your air fryer for uh 25-30 minutes, and then you have a nice tasty meal. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um and it's puppy friendly because it's just rice, beans, and pork. No, not pork, beef. Wow, good job, John. If you can't already tell, my brain is dying today. It's been a long day. All right, it's on to Dax's favorite bit of the show. It's time for Dax's okay. dice. Are, are you ready for this? Let's do it. You know the premise? Nope, let's do it. <laughs> All right, so three rolls of the dice. Uh, it's, a, it's a D20. Um, there are 20 yep. questions, so each number correlates to a question. Um, you yeah. can skip on one question only, um, but if you do skip on a question, you then need to answer the next one. So if yeah. you skip on your first one, you then need to answer the next three. You don't get any more skips. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's fine. So first roll, okay. stream deck, don't fail me now. First roll is a seven. And number seven is, what is your favorite feature about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna go vain um then and say my cock because it's eight and a half inches long hey i mean that's pretty fucking good yeah you do have a very nice <laughs> dick it is it's a very pretty dick okay second roll 17 how would you define yourself from dom top to sub bottom Moody verse. <laughs> a moody verse. Explain that one to me. I've not heard that one before. Um, most of the time nowadays, I will dom mostly top, sometimes dom bottom. There are less and less people that I will sub for, but I have to be in the right mindset yeah. to like properly sub bottom. So I'll be kind of, yeah, moody verse nice. uh, is what I'll go for. Yeah. I. I was saying this last week. It's uh, Dax has become less of like switch bottom and is now kind of just become inverse switch. Um, but I do like being a sub top. Being a sub top is really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And your third roll is a 14. Oh, <laughs> have you ever sent a you up text? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the vertical texts are always good. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect nothing less from you, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so if you had to choose one thing for me to remember you by, what would it be? Wait, so I say that again? So if you had to choose one thing for me to remember you by, what would it be? Oh, um, I mean, physically, the easiest thing to say is the metal hood. 
because of its yeah. uniqueness. Yeah, it is very unique. So, you know, um, that would probably be the physical easiest thing that anybody can see me coming with that. Yep. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is it. <laughs> so thank perfect you perfect timing because my laptop is on 19% and oh slowly God. fading even yeah. with the charger plugged in yeah uh, my fans have not been happy <laughs> yeah technology is best um, honestly um so well, thank I've, you i've just got so much software and plugins installed on this laptop that yeah, yeah for I'm, all my audio stuff but i'm it, pretty yeah. sure i think my computer reset itself so yeah the memory is running okay now um but my cpu it's usually okay, but my memory usually sits about 90%. Um, and it's 16 gigs, so yeah. I'm like, I don't know why you're using so much. Um, but yeah, Neutron had a go the other day. Like 256, and it's almost completely finished. Oh, God. Yeah. I've got too much, I've got too many plugins and software for audio <laughs> stuff. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's what takes it all. Yeah. Because like my hard drives, I've got everything full of my hard drives as well. <sighs> audio projects Brutal. take up a lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> God, and I thought video projects were bad. They're like, even worse. Yeah. If you do full ones, yeah. I did I did one video for Dex Discovers and it was nine gig by the time I finished it. And I was like, it's only thirty-five minutes long. It's not even like that long. Like this is Oh, that's not I can do I can do ten gig in three minutes if you've got enough audio file and like oh when you do and then you get X amount of songs on an album and then X amount of the and, Jeez. and yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That's insane. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for of course, yeah. coming on to the podcast. Uh, do you have any final words or wisdom you would like to share? Have I ever got have I ever got any wisdom to share? I don't know. That's a question. Um, <laughs> nothing that comes to mind. No. All right. That's nothing that you don't need to share. Anything. That's absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, I have been Dax, and this has been Aston. Woo. And thank yeah. you very much for joining us. See you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. <laughs>